Glossier believes beauty starts with skin first, makeup second. You probably know them from popularizing the glowy, dewy skin look. It's a community-driven beauty brand with products inspired by the people who use them. Glossier has a luxurious, creamy gel formula, makes washing your face an elevated experience. It washes away excess oil, dirt, and makeup, gentle on your eyes, and great for all skin types. It is the dream face wash. I love it so much. Um, It's been the perfect way to start my skincare routine. It's a pH balance formula. has a blend of five skin conditioners. It's dermatologist tested, hypoallergenic, non-irritating, cruelty, and paraben-free. And it's tough on impurities, but gentle on your eyes and obviously everywhere else. Get that glowy, dewy skin for yourself by visiting glossier.com slash podcast slash Jana. Learn more and take the quiz to find your ultimate Glossier skincare routine. Plus, all new customers will get 10% off their first order on Glossier.com slash podcast slash Jana. Again, that's Glossier, spelled G-L-O-S-S-I-E-R dot com slash podcast slash Jana. Certain exclusions apply. Hello, this is Ron Burgundy, and you are listening to my voice, which commands trust and respect. Guess what? My podcast is back, and that's a win for everyone. If you're a long-time listener to the show, you probably already know the deal. Each week, I bring you hard-hitting journalism and also light entertainment. I contain multitudes. Find the Ron Burgundy Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, guys. So we are going on the Wind Down Tour. Michael and I are so excited. We can't wait to get out there and just... Talk about life and love and laugh. Maybe have a few good cries in there. <laughs> <laughs> you never know with wine down. And we're gonna bring, you know, people from from the seats, from the audience up on stage. We're gonna come out with some microphones. We're gonna get y'all involved. It's very interactive, a ton of fun. And honestly, some nights we don't even know what's about to go down. Well, that's the coolest thing about the wind down tour is that you know you guys can ask us questions and you really kind of guide. Um, you guide the the night for us. And so we are going to San Antonio. We're going to Austin. We're going to Dallas. We're going to Houston. And then Los Angeles and Sacramento. So you guys, get your tickets. Go to janacramer.com um, slash tour to get your wind down tickets. So excited to see you guys. Come on out, y'all. Wind Down with Jana Kramer and Michael Kaufman, an iHeartRadio podcast. Gang's all here. <laughs> Just another Monday. I mean, <laughs> what do you? Oh, here no, we go. No, no, no. I back I, at it. No, because we've got Easton and Mark too. Yeah, the gang's all studio. here. I know. How does it feel like to have like the whole gang? Because last time it was just you and me, isolated, isolated in our emotions. Uh huh. <laughs> no one wanted a part of that. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Nah, you good." <laughs> yeah, you guys got it. Yeah, even if we'd been here last week, we'd have hung out of that one. Yeah, y'all yeah. been saying. <laughs> I was like, come on, somebody throw us a lifeline. Help. We need help. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I mean, it's good to just to hear y'all's voices and to be back with everybody and just get back into our zone. Mark was part of the mommuary. Um, you had something that you had said to me too earlier, Mark, that you wanted to maybe correct or... Not correct so much as I gave it more thought because I think it's a really good question you asked me. And Mike, you weren't around for this. So um, we talked Thanks for the about, reminder. <laughs> Newsflash. We talked about how men in their 20s are basically 
kids still. They're very difficult to date and how they've been told by their mother that they're perfect their whole life. And then they get out into the real world and they're just a guy who wears sports jerseys everywhere and, <laughs> and has sports posters on their wall and just watching porn and just thinking they're awesome. And then they realize I'm not really a fully formed individual yet. And so Jana asks, you know, I'm the mother of a son. What can I do to not raise a kid who's douchey in his 20s? Because guys tend to be. And I really gave that a lot of thought because I don't think I answered it properly before. I think you, what you had said, though, was not to have him be the perfect child. Yes. And to always remind him that he's the perfect one, which then also sends resentment with Jolie, you know, for the sister. But go ahead. For sure. Being critical to a specific behavior, I think, is important because there was literally nothing I could have done for my mother to say that was inappropriate. I think telling him anything you see, like, just so you know, that's not cool. It's even if he rebels at that, it's going to get into his head. And the other thing is teach him how to do stuff. I left home not knowing how to do a single thing. So teach him how to do dishes, teach him how to do laundry, teach him how to clean a sink or a toilet, because I knew how to do none of that stuff. And so I was just I was just out there in the world, mindless, and, and, and trying to find a woman to do those things for me. And that's the, not the, the mindset the laundromat you should have. being like, help me. <laughs> Didn't go to the laundromat, but I did, because we had a washer and dryer at this house we were renting, and I messed it up. One time I left my washer, I, I just like put it in the washer, and then I went to bed. And then like two days later, I was like, oh, that's right, I have wet clothes in the washer. So I just put them in the dryer. And then for the rest of the week, I was like, why do I smell so bad? So What's moldy. What's that awful smell? Yeah, it was so moldy because I was an idiot. And I didn't know that stuff. So that's what I say. Criticize him, but not in a naggy mommy way. Just point out inappropriate behavior and teach him how to do stuff. I like that. I also think, I mean, just from the stuff that, you know, Mike, you've kind of learned in what you said that you caught yourself the other day with the kids mm-hmm. where it's Jolie is just kind of like doing things, I think, to just get a reaction. Even Jace right now, too. But it's what did she do and that you were like you caught yourself to not be like critical. Yeah. Last night I was upstairs with the kids and we were playing like before bath time and everything in the playroom. And I had Jason in my lap and Jolie was playing with this little toy like ukulele and stepped on this like a uh, platform plush thing that we have for Jace to crawl on. And she stepped on the edge of it. So it flipped up. She fell forward and like, you know usually when kids do that, it's not so much that they got hurt, but it more scares them and they still cry. So she got scared. She kind of hurt her hand a little bit and started crying. And my immediate, like the first thought that came to mind of what I wanted to say was, why would you do that? Like, I literally wanted to say that to our four-year-old daughter. And I had to, I had to catch myself and be like, no, it's not what I want to say. And I calmed down. I was like, okay. Hey, Jolie, are you okay? I'm sorry that happened. Hey, you know, that happened because you stepped in the edge. So if you want to do that again, just try to step more in the middle, then it won't fall on you. But it was just, that was my natural reaction to to think the other way. I think I've done that before. I Well, I think we all have done it before, but I was like, wow, what a cool teaching moment. Because I think, I remember my mom, and we've brought this up a few times too, she yelled at me and said something like, why would you do that? I was like, well, mom, I don't know. Why won't you, like, why don't you teach me? Show me how to do it. Right. And it's like, I've remembered that so much now as a parent, because I'm like, it's so easy to be like, Jolie, why would, Jace, why would you, why, why would you do that? Like, mm-hmm. can't you see that it's going to fall or right. that you're going to hurt yourself or this or that or other, where it's like, hey, don't do this because this can happen. Like, I think, I don't know if it's the, we expect them to know. That, and I think too, a lot of us receive that 
I think every kid has received that at some point in time from their parents of, why would you do that? Like, use your head. You know, how many times have kids heard that? Like, why would you do that? Use your head. Just use your head. Uh, okay. I think you're getting triggered right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that really was something for you, though. Yeah. Where it's like. It, just, it was just, I would feel stupid and then like shamed and feel like, oh, yeah, why would I do that? I don't know. Right. You know, but it's. Well, at least like you said you don't know. Co- I think just like being conscious of it. Like, there's going to be times we're going to be like, "What are you thinking?" But then it's right. like kind of been like, "Ah, sorry," you know. And more so now than when they're like 16, and it's like, "What are you thinking?" <laughs> yeah, but isn't that when like you really want your parents to be not your friend? I get the not having your friend, but also not doing kind of what happened with. I'm like trying to like with the, you know, where it's like they, you, yes, they might've really screwed up, but they've come to you and they told you the truth. So instead of saying, what were you thinking? It's like, Hey, thanks for coming to me. Or if they got caught, let's say one of the kids got caught with like, I would be very upset with the whole vaping stuff. I'd be so upset Mm -hmm. if I caught one of the kids vaping, especially with all the, I mean, who knows what's going to be vaping at their age, but like, let's just say right now, if they're older and they were vaping and I would be like, my first thought would be like, what are you thinking? Like you could die and they don't know. Like I'd honestly rather you have a cigarette of all of, you know, and that's our, that's our feelings behind it. That's our reaction. Right. But I would rather be like, okay, why did you want to do this? Is is, are there kids that wanted, you know, did you feel cool doing it instead of saying, why would you do this? No, for sure. I'm I'm just saying it's going to, I honestly think when the kids are older, it'll be more difficult to have that pause. Like I had last night. Did, wouldn't you have wanted that from your father? Oh, I, thought I would want it. Every every kid would want that from their parents, and I and I'm practicing it now is going to be beneficial for when the kids are older because that's really when they're going to be developing these skills mm-hmm. that like Mark is talking about to learn from and bring into their you know young adulthood. What did our couples therapist say the other night? Where their cortex, something in the brain, shuts off at at like ten and then doesn't come back online till twenty three. So from like 10 to 23, they're just acting like crazy. Mutants. Yeah. No, but that's that's basically what they said. They're like, you just, there is no reasoning, really. Right. Because they're not really acting from their, it was that they're, something, some part of the brain. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. I don't want to it, say it. In the how you how your kids, how you react to your kids hurting themselves is an interesting conversation because I don't know the right answer because I think moms tend to rush to their child's aid. Like, Oh my gosh, you poor thing. Are you okay? Where dads tend to be more, you're fine. Get up, shake it off. And I don't know what the right answer is because I feel like both can have, both can backfire when you rush in. Oh my gosh, are you okay? Suddenly they know that, Oh, all I have to do is kind of scrape my knee and I can get this kind of love and attention. Mm -hmm. And, or they'll even think it's a bigger deal than it is, especially when they're young. If your parent has a big reaction, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm really hurt. Wah. But the other element of it, get up, shake it off. I feel like there is a message there. Like, you just scraped your knee. You're fine. Get up and keep moving. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I tend to be more of the get up and keep moving kind of a guy. But I'm not right. sure that's the right way to go. Devil's advocate, does that then maybe not teach them how to have empathy? Possibly. Well, you know it's, I mean? it's a way to, to yeah. suppress yes. your emotions. It's a way to like kind of train you to suppress certain emotions. And But I totally would do the same. Like, come on, you got it. You're fine. You're fine. You're yeah. fine. Get up. And like. not to, I mean, I have very few wins, I feel like, <laughs> in life sometimes. <laughs> so to 
to go off of my win last night with the kids, um, I will say with the topic that we're talking about, I think it was kind of the best of both worlds because, okay, I didn't say, Jolie, you're fine. Like, stop. You're fine. Get up. You're good. And I also didn't rush over to her. I sat where I was and I talked to her kindly and softly and said, what happened? You know, what happened? Do you need to come here? And she came to me and I hugged her and kissed her and then explained it to her. So it was, mm. I like to, I would like to think that it's, that was kind of a way to meet in the middle where she didn't get this overbearing reaction of, Oh my God. But she also didn't get, you know, the dismissed, the dismissed feelings. What if we call it pause parenting? Paused parenting. Paused parenting, where you take a pause. <laughs> Easier said than done. And then I know. Like, there's going to be some days where, when Jace is older, I'm going to be like, dude, stop being a dick. But stop, because <laughs> that, that's not that's not what you would have wanted from your dad. No, but I'm saying when it's an important moment, no. But there's going to be times where he might do Was something. Was brushing that's... your teeth an important moment? Okay, what I received is a lot more than, hey, man, playfully stop being a dick. Okay. I'm just trying to play devils with you here because I just want you to be cautious because you, you don't want the same pattern repeating. No, for sure. I'm trust me. I'll be very conscientious of that. Uh Speaking on this topic of children though, I, I don't look at comments really often, but with being back on the podcast and looking at comments, just on the podcast app. Oh, don't look at that. No, it's the worst. (laughs) The worst. I think if either one of us look at it, we'll end up fighting each other. Oh Yeah. But I did, I did, I did see a few, and I've seen these before that I can't not address, and I have to defend you. Me? Yes. Aw. Because (laughs) a few people commented about how you talk about Jolie. Oh yeah. And like shaming you and and how you are and playing playing favoritism and all this bullshit, and it got me irate. Aw. I was like, only if y'all could see how Jana is to our kids on a daily basis, y'all wouldn't have shit to say. <laughs> no, seriously, it gets me riled up because that's that's unbelievable. They don't see what behind what goes on behind closed doors. And this is our podcast. We can speak our opinions. We can vent. We can talk about our kids annoying us and being little shitheads sometimes. <laughs> because they are. Anyone who has kids understands that. You want to be able to call them that sometimes because they are. And yeah, right now, Jace, it's hard for him to do any wrong because he's one years old and he's the most adorable little boy in the world. <laughs> And Jolie is four going on 14 and she acts like it. <laughs> so, I mean, it's inevitable. We're going to feel that way at times, but this, just because we vent or Jana vents about that or talks about it and jokes about it doesn't mean that she plays favoritism. Doesn't mean that she speaks that way to Jolie. She's the best mom I know and would do anything for both kids and loves them equally. So it just pissed, sorry, it pissed me off when I started seeing that stuff because I was like, that's one area that no one has a right to comment about because they don't know. Mm-hmm. So, oh, thanks, babe. I appreciate that. Sorry, I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> well, no, I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, people are just going <laughs> to... That's what I, I said something there on my Instagram because someone was basically called me, you know... So when we had the conversation, our last podcast, everyone... There was a uh, like 90% was super positive. And then I made the mistake of reading comments on a, on a web, on a other website. And those were all obviously terrible. But um, one of the girls on my Instagram left like a really like nasty 
DM and was just like, you know, you're basically an idiot for staying and like that's not showing your kid's strength. And because of your daughter and how you treat her like a baby, she's going to be like basically messed up until she's 14 and or and Jace won't talk until he's 14. And then kind of like mocking Jolie's speech delay. I know. And I was like, look, you can go after me and my love life all day long. I don't care. I've got thick skin. But you talk about my kids Uh -uh. and making fun of Jolie and making fun of how like I'm a parent or or criticizing how I parent or that Jace isn't going to talk till he's 14 because, you know, I treat him like a baby. Like it, I was just like. F you, basically. I, I ended up putting it on my story, but then I took it down because I was like, you know what? I don't want to put the negative out there because I know there's enough positive. But I did say something where I was like, I, I just I don't understand people you. that. Well, I, <laughs> I just don't understand people who can say mean things about other people's kids. Like I yeah. can sometimes, like the you know, there's the kid at the playground, and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna don't hurt my kids or be nice and. Oh, yeah, you have no problem going up to a little kid and being I, like, hey. Well, I know, but I'm, I would never, like, be mean or say No, that you've never been mean. You've always been respectful, but. So I just don't get people that say mean comments online. It just really bothered me. So I get that. That's rough. That is yeah. really rough. It's and rude. it's scary that that's, you know, I'm like, oh, you shouldn't read those and blah, blah, blah. And people just love being anonymous on the internet. But it's scary that people have that in them, that they have those thoughts. Right. And I get, and I had my friend Brandon, who's so sweet. Um, Brandon and Leslie, they're a ma- married friend of ours. And, you know, he sent me a message. He's like, look, he's like, when you're in this world, he's like, you're not going to have 100% approval, right? You just aren't. No. And mm-hmm. that somewhat kills me because I want people to like me. But then at the same time, what I want, what I want, honestly, is I want people to disagree with me, but still respect me. That's what I want. I disagree with a lot of my friends. I disagree with a lot of, you know, I disagree with my friend's political background. But I still love her. I'm not going to be disrespectful. Well, that's, so that's all I usually ask is you can disagree with me, but don't be disrespectful. And that, But that's just the whole theme of society where that's why politics, religion, all those things are such, you know, hot topics or, you know, hot buttons for people at over the holidays or at big gatherings or family reunions or whatever, because people just tend to get disrespectful and heated about their opinions or going against someone else's opinions when it comes to those kind of things. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, it's just the way it is. We have our guests here. We're super excited. We'll introduce them in a minute, but first let's take a break. Okay. Have you guys actually heard about the new show? Have you heard about this? It's called little fires everywhere. Yeah. I heard it's unreal. It's an eight episode limited series only on Hulu based on the 2017 bestselling novel by Celeste Ng. Starring and executive produced by Academy Award winner Reese Witherspoon and Golden Globe nominee Kerry Washington. Oh, I actually did see this on Good Morning America because they were promoting it. And I was just Mm -hmm. like, I love both of them together. Um, That's exciting. And now it's good for me to know that I can watch the first three episodes, March 18th. New episodes, Wednesdays on Hulu. So the series follows the intertwined fates of the picture-perfect Richardson family and an enigmatic mother-daughter duo who move into town and upend their lives with devastating consequences. The series explores the weight of long-held secrets, the ferocious pull of motherhood, and what it means to be a mother, as well as the danger in believing that planning and following the rules can avert disaster. Check out the first three episodes on March 18th and new episodes every Wednesday only on Hulu. Wait, this actually sounds really good. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. 
Okay, have you ever dreamed of being a character on Grey's Anatomy or, I don't know, let's say a contestant on The Bachelor? Well, there is an app that lets you do all that and more. It's called Choices. It's these amazing stories, but you are actually in the story and actually make choices along the way. So for example, one story is called Open Heart. Okay, you get to live with your friends in your first year of residency. You can focus on romance, medicine, or both, and it's so fun either way. And there's a story called America's Most Eligible, where you try to build relationships with the other contestants and try to land the man of your dreams. And those are just two. There's a bunch, okay? There's Royal Romance, which is like the Princess Diaries. Love that one. Uh, There's a story called Baby Bump, one called The Royal Masquerade. It's free and you are in control. Plus, there are super cute outfits that are totally customizable. Hot love interest. Sorry, babe. Lots of romance. It's kind of the perfect app for wind down listeners. Be sure to check it out in the App Store and search for choices. Stories you play. I am real excited. Who isn't? Um, Do you want to do the intro? Jana's nervous of saying the name incorrectly. I just want, I don't want to mess up Alexa's name because she's beautiful and she deserves the biggest entrance ever. So everyone welcome to our studio, Mr. Matt Frazier and Alexa Papagotis. Yay! Yay! Nice job, Mike. Thank you, thank you. He almost got it. It was- What I mess up, Matt? Papagotis. Oh, I said said Gotis, didn't I? You you put the go in it. You know, <laughs> it's very difficult. Um, so on E, meet the Frasers, Monday, 10, 9 central. How much fun are you guys having doing this together? Oh, oh my God. It has been a blast. Literally a blast. I know. It's not often. I mean, you guys know. It's not often that you get to work with the person you're in love with and with. So to do it all the time, plus our families, is like a dream come true. Well, that's the, that's the hard part, working with the family. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, our family. Depends I, who you ask. Some if people you think, ask us, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> some people think I'm haunted by dead people. I'm not. I'm haunted by the living. I'm haunted by my family members. Uh, yeah. Yeah, who is it? What inspired you guys to kind of combine and do this show together? So, you know, I to be honest with you, I don't even know. One day. That's a great question. Yeah. I think that we, I got a recall one day from um, uh, MGM yep. in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they learned about our relationship with one another, and they learned about you know uh, my life as a as a psychic medium, and they were like you know this would be an incredible TV show to you know see all parts of it, just not you as a medium, but also you with your girlfriend and you with your families, and you know how you interact with one another. So next thing you know, Meet the Frasers was born. <laughs> well, it's very different. I don't think there's a psychic pageant. Italian like show. I, I mean, you got a lot of places to go here. I mean, it's, go, it's just a producer's dream. I can imagine. Well, no, that's what I love about it though, too, because it's not just. I mean, it's not just about about you. It's it's about the family. It's about the relationship. It's about it's it's all of that. So you're able to not just see the the readings, but to see everything that goes on in, in y'all's life as well. So I think that's a, yeah. a cool new approach. What? Well, how did they? How did they find you? What were you doing? Um, to to kind of put that out in the universe? Were you telling the dead people to talk to? <laughs> like were you <laughs> well, gotta remember that before before the tv show you know i was out touring so i had sold out events across the country i had a two-year waiting list for private readings uh before the tv show came about good for you so awesome. you know and alexa was miss rhode island teen usa 2017 yeah yeah she was <laughs> yes she was yes she was so you know i was doing my thing she was doing doing her thing so yeah. you know i never really feel like you know i've gotten many calls over the years of different production companies wanting to 
do a TV show with me. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, you know, I've gotten calls like to do shows like uh, about finding, you know, missing and murdered children. And that just Mm -hmm. wasn't that that to me was like too sad. They wanted me to, you know, to go into haunted houses and, you know, talk to, you know, uh, spirits in haunted houses. And I I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do something that was going to help people, you know, showcase what I did on a daily basis, but also have my family involved as well. So when I got a call and they said, listen, we just we don't want to we don't want to script anything. We just want to, you know, have you be you and and do a show just about you and your life i was in i was signed up and i was ready to go that's awesome so before we talk more about the show what's y'all story like how did you guys meet how long y'all been together and all that fun stuff well well there's a real story and there's a fake story yes i have the real one so i'll just give you that real real. i I have the real one i have the real (laughs) story honey no honey no yes i do okay Uh, she's gonna tell you the all right fine fine go ahead okay i'll just i'll have my turn so that's okay (laughs) well well according to you you were scrolling on instagram one night at 11 p.m true with the cats true laying in bed And um, I guess I posted a picture or a selfie of some sort. And you were like, ooh, ooh. How do you know what I was? Ooh. How do you know what I was? Are you a, are you a psychic? I'm just guessing. Oh, okay. So okay. Um, you were like, ooh. And then you followed me, even though you don't think you did. I don't know how you messed that up. This is but where the lies start to come in. Yeah. And you followed me. Touch I screens actually... are sensitive, okay? Matt just accidentally <laughs> hit it. It wasn't purposeful. Thank you. you know, I got your they back, right, man. I got my you. My man right there. Thank you. I know. You. It's one of those things. Don't like it. Don't like it. Just scroll. But don't like exactly. it. Exactly. But you, but you liked it and you, you know, messaged me. And basically you said congratulations on, you know, your title and what you're oh, doing. You're doing great one. things. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. It gets oh, better. It oh, gets better. Here's Tell his, the line. Tell here, the line. Oh, yes. He loves this line. I didn't know I was being. (laughs) Shut up. Are you kidding me right now? You're laughing at my line. I didn't know I was being followed by an Instagram star. Let me buy you a cup of coffee. Oh, Oh. yeah. That's that's it. And that's it. Signed, sealed, delivered. That's it. And I was like, okay. That that call to action was on point. Like, it it got you to that coffee shop. So I was at, I did, but I was a half hour late. And now I. Wait, let me tell my side of the story. No, no, wait. Because this is all, I'm I'm trying my hardest to contain myself and I really can't. Like, I want to just bust through this microphone. You know what my favorite part is? When you. Uh, talk about when I walked into the coffee shop. Let's do that. No, because you don't want to run back. that back. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing, Jana. Okay, here's what here's here's what happened. Okay, so I she say she says to me, I never followed you. You know, you followed me. Blah 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 blah. She was definitely a follower beforehand. Honey, That's number I one. I didn't know who you were. Oh, I, oh my god, that is the biggest Shh. lie. This, okay, is this is literally huge. like episode one of Meet the Frasers, and <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Okay, listen. This is this is what happened. I'm I'm like so upset right now. I'm getting all hot and bothered. My nipple my nipples are sweating. It's hot because in here. Don't here's worry. what happened. So she, how could you not know somebody who's verified who has a blue check mark on the Instagram okay, account? Pause, pause, pause. I'm gonna defend my girl just for a second. Michael and I met on Twitter. He had a blue check mark. I had no idea who he was. He followed oh, me. Also a lie. Thank I can't you, I can't accept girl, it, Mike. I can't friend. accept it. So she I did. had I no idea. I didn't know who he was. Yes, he had a blue check mark, which is why I then looked at the message because I'm like, okay, right. So I'm going to now look, but yeah. I, I didn't know who he was. I saw that he was a football All player. about a blue check mark. Because so. of that, I have my wife. If I didn't have that, this would not so, be happening. So I'm just saying, okay. I, I, I'm with my girl here, that she maybe didn't know who you were. Yes, because you know what? I'm young. So he's a psychic medium. I'm young. You know, I feel like your age demographic is a little bit older only because oh. those people are old. You know what I mean? Like, but you know, like they've lost yeah. people. They've lost, you know. So I'm a little bit younger. I... Thank God. Sweetheart, sweetheart. You I didn't, didn't read. Lo- you didn't, I didn't lose anybody. You didn't read the headline that said "world's renowned psychic medium." You didn't. You tell me you didn't see that. I 
did not know what a psychic was. Oh. And you know that because I asked you really dumb questions at the coffee shop. Like, oh, are you just pretending to be dumb? No. This is, I listen, don't pretend. All I'm, coming, all I'm getting out of this conversation <laughs> is that if you have a blue check mark, basically that is like that that is like real life That's gold. The end. That yeah. is like that is like the we need like one on that like for plenty of fish. Like we need like a blue check mark on plenty of fish. Th that's why like, they have I'm that's why it's Raya. They have the Raya dating app now. Because everyone's the, basically a blue check mark and, and Raya or Raya or whatever that Raya? Raya what, what is it? That's well, amazing. It's, well it's like a dating app for celebrities and people that pretty much only have a blue check mark. Oh, God bless. So, yeah. That so is how long is this? That we need that, but how long ago is this? How long has this been going on? Uh three and a half years. Where's the wow. ring? Oh, Thank you. Why, Great question. Where is the ring? Why am I on the show right now? I want to see it. Did I just feel a bus Where's run me over? Um, Dear God. Okay, uh, it's not only me. My girl Jana got it, me too. Just turn into Jerry Springer real quick. <laughs> well, answer the question. You were just asked a question that you didn't answer. So <laughs> I bought her a promise ring that she's got on. A promise a ring? Are we in high school? <laughs> Oh, right, you know honey. what? When did this become the roast of me? When did this become the roast of me? <laughs> like, yeah. we're not talking well, cubic zirconium, baby. Like, like, promise ring. We all got those back you in know the day. I, feel like, I got I feel one. Like, when, like <laughs> I feel like when you're back in school and, like, the kids make fun of you and then, like, they, they like, so that's probably never happened to Mike because, you know, he's, you know, he was very athletic. I wasn't. But, you know, when they, when they, when they, when they form, like, the circle around you and they start, like, bantering you. Yeah. Yeah, that's me right now over this <laughs> okay. proposal thing. Okay, well, I'm so happy because maybe it takes that. Can I, can I ask like so what is because you know obviously our our podcast we talk about relationships and kind of our struggles what's what's the biggest it. struggle in y'all's relationship and maybe oh. you know why you know what are not what are you waiting for because a lot of like my girlfriend just is about to get married after six years um, of waiting oh. for the ring but it's you know is there something in your marriage that are, are you scared are you nervous or or what is it like and also what's the biggest kind of riff in yes house? i i can i can tell you that so the thing is is that alexa and i have an age difference so we're yeah. we're seven okay. years apart which I i'm 21 he's 28 which okay, i love so also girl. six years apart sorry I, I failed math but anyway six years <laughs> six years apart i yeah but you know the thing is is that she also i i don't want her to have to look back and say like i regretted anything right. like i want her to also have you know the freedom of being able to do the miss rhode island usa pageant i want her to be oh, also right, able you can't to be married you can't be engaged like you can't uh, do any of that because so i don't want to I, I don't want to take away her that dreams and her goals you know i want her to have that i want her to be able to have it all because you know i'm older i'm not going anywhere i love her but at the same time i want her to be able to I have that to, to do the competition this year yeah. i heard i want her to be able to you know end that chapter of of her life and right. then be able to move forward with you know getting engaged and whatnot the way it should be yeah. Because I don't think that you should have to choose. I don't think that you should have to say, well, you know what? I'm going to get engaged, but I, I can't do this goal or I can't do this dream. You know, exactly. I want her to be able to have it all. Yeah, you've been very respectful of that. And he does tell and me all the time. And you are so young, like, too. And, but I, I hate when yeah. people that are young, they're like, but that doesn't mean that, you know, I can't get married. I'm like, no, no, not at all. It's just, but you are still so young. So it's, right. you know, there oh, is yeah. no true rush right now. It's not like you're in your Absolutely. 30s and your ovaries are, you know. No, right, that biological clock. And my no. mom reminds me of that. Like when day, I met Mike, me. I was like, I was 30 and I was like, you don't get it. Like, he's like, yeah, we can wait like five years. I was like, you basically uh, just put a death no. sentence on my ovaries. She was like, are like, we playing house or are we getting married? Yeah, I was, I was like, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you got oh it. God, I love it. No, but it's it's true. And, and we are a little bit different. You know, we don't drink. We don't club. We don't go out. We don't, you know, do stuff like that. Right. And I like want to be a mother so badly. I want to be a wife so badly. And I always have 
have wanted that, you know, at a young age. I've always been a little bit more mature for my age. You know, when my friends were kind of smoking, drinking, you know, out and about, I was like at home doing homework or like washing the dishes <laughs> or like whatever. And I still love that now. So um, I do think it's the age, but you tell me all the time, listen, if you were, I don't know, 22, 23, whatever, in when we first met, you would have like had a ring on my finger oh, in three months. Like yeah. it, we knew mm-hmm. as soon as we saw each other. But I love that happening. you're respecting to, you know, her journey and the things that you yeah, know that big. she wants to. So I think that's amazing and makes a good partner out of you. But I know some, we've had a few mediums and psychics on the show and my husband here is probably one of the <laughs> biggest skeptics out there um, because Ooh. he's, uh, what is it? <laughs> why, why, why do we get thrown under the like, bus over here? It's always it's always us. Hey like, man, you, Matt, I, it's you and me against the world right now. Because I'm like I I I, I don't, here's the thing. I think this is why. Because I've had experience with mediums and psychics where I've I really truly believed it and I felt it. But I don't think he's had that yeah. experience before. I don't feel like oh, okay. he's had that ah wow this is real. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because I have a soul coming through that passed in tragedy with you, Mike. When I'm connecting. And did you lose something in the car accident or the car crash here in the physical? <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. Yes, you can. What? Michael. He's, he's stepping forward. He was confirmed. like a brother here yeah. in the physical world when I'm connecting with him. Say that again. He, he was like a brother here in the physical world when I'm connecting with him. Because he's telling me, like, I wasn't supposed to die like this. And he tells me when I'm speaking to him that there was also bad decisions that were made before he got in the vehicle that day. Because wow. he's acknowledging that. So that was a friend of yours. So know that he's stepping no. forward because when I'm connecting with him, he says to me, you know, can you just let him know that I'm okay? And it's funny because when I'm speaking to him on the other side, like he thinks this is so cool that he can speak to a medium right now when I'm <laughs> connecting with him. But he was a party animal here in the physical world when I'm connecting with him. <laughs> like he shows me that he was like always out and about. He actually got in trouble with the police, he's telling me. Where was the police issues with him? I didn't know about those if he had any. <laughs> oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> Because when I'm connecting with him, <laughs> he's showing me like there, there was always issues with his car. Like I feel like that he either got a DUI or like there was issues like that because he's acknowledging that to me. And it was so unfortunate about the way that he passed because he says to me when I'm connecting with him, like I, I don't, he, he talks about not supposed to be driving. So I don't know if they took turns driving or if somebody else like took the wheel, but he's acknowledging that to me when I'm speaking to him. Mm. Right now, say the story. Michael, come <gasps> on. How could you not? Like, Hello. That's huge. <laughs> admit that. Please admit that. Give the guy with the credit. That's come on. I don't care if he gives me the credit or not. Listen, I, I, I hear and see them. You know, they're they're always around me no matter where I go. And and he's just with you. And it's so crazy because, you know, this is what it, what I mean when I do this. Like, I don't have to ask any questions because I already know because he's here chirping in my ear when I'm connecting. You know, I'm always hearing them. I'm always sensing them. And, you know, when I'm connecting with him, he's also telling me about all the things that were done in memory of him. Because he even tells me there were shirts that were made or shirts that were done in memory of him here in the physical world <laughs> when I'm connecting with him. And he just wants to thank everybody for that. So, no, it's his way of just bringing that up. And he also says to me, because he's talking about, he's, it's so funny. He's telling me about like a brotherhood tattoo. So, was everyone supposed to get a tattoo in memory of him? Not that I know of. Maybe, maybe some other, some other friends of his, but I wasn't included in that. But uh, no, I mean this. As much as I, <laughs> as reluctant as I usually am <laughs> in situations like this, I, I will it. say, uh, you know, I had a friend that I grew up with who was like a brother to me that died in a car accident a month before his 18th mm-hmm. birthday, 
Um, he was in the passenger seat and the kid who was driving lived. My buddy did not. And, uh, I used to go to his grave every time I was home from college break. Anytime I was back home, I'd always go see him. Um, for years I did that until I moved. Every, well, he says that everybody did. Cause when I'm connected with him, you're telling me this and he's showing me beer bottles at his grave. People used to go and drink with him at his grave or like leave beer bottles at the grave. Some of the other people he was close with as we got older were, were, I could definitely see them being the ones that did that for sure. Yeah. So, so cute. Yeah. That's damn. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. Matt. I'll give you that. And people, our listeners have heard me shut down Aww. most other people we've had on the show with a gift like yours. So. I appreciate Aww. that, though. Listen, I get shut down every day, no matter where I go. I deal with the hardest skeptics. I mean, I didn't get a TV show by being wrong. Let me tell you, <laughs> I have to, you know, Touché. and that's why I don't, I don't ask. I, I'm different than other mediums. There, you know, there are people out there that don't have the gift or that don't have the ability, but I don't have to ask questions because they just tell me. So I'll know different details are, are things like that that happened with their passing. When I was connecting with your friend, you know, there was even a question over who was driving that night and if he should have drove. And like he was telling me all of these different things the moment I was connecting with him. But also, you know, he's stepping forward, not because of the fact that he's with me. Mm -hmm. It's because he's with you to let you know that he's appreciating the ways that you still think about him, the ways that you went to his grave, you know, the things that you did with him here in the physical world. And, you know, he's bringing that through. Wow. Oh, and did you also, wait a minute. Did you also just lose a dog? No. Well, Jana did. I did. There's a dog that's <gasps> coming through to me. And your grandmother's here, Jana. My grandma. So, your grandmother. <gasps> so, your grandmother departed. <laughs> no, mine, I have both grandmas. Wait, then this is this a woman that's stepping forward. That's like a grandmother's shoe that's stepping forward. I have a great grandma. <laughs> were you close with her though? Yeah. It had to be somebody that you were close to. She, I mean, we were close. For I mean, she, yeah, we were close. She passed like when I was like thirteen. No, ten. Mm -hmm. 11, 12. <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute. I want to make sure. I want to make sure I'm with, the, with the right. There woman. could be. There's a lot of people in the the room. Wait a minute. Yeah. I felt. Wait a minute. Hold on. I don't know if it, oh, I felt. No, it's definitely with you because I saw. I saw this dog that's here. With, that's with this woman. I'm just wondering if it was a grandmother or if it was an aunt to you. Um. Oh, wrong side. Mm. Aunt dog. Hmm? <laughs> oh God. Your aunt. <laughs> <laughs> and the dog is still there. Yeah, but the dog's still alive. Well, I mean, you know, it could mess up. A no, bit I only there. talk to dead people. It's definitely. <laughs> and this yes, is, and this is where Jana, Jana gets a little bit of the string and just starts pulling it. It's like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. She's just he excited. I, I'm the same way, Jana. I'm the same. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's so okay, so I was going to ask you, Alexa, when you guys first met, are, were you already a believer in this kind of gift or were you skeptical at all? I was a believer. I am into all of that stuff. Well, talk um, about our first date. Tell them what happened, because I have to like. So, Mike needs to know this. Mike needs to know. If anybody needs to know, it's Mike needs it's to know true. this. It's so very important. Um, so fortunately, I've only lost my Grammy. Uh, knock on wood. You know, we don't want any of that. So, um, but I was very close to her, and she passed when I was younger. And in my family, we have like this little pouch of like her prayer beads and little crosses and things, and. Um, Whenever someone in our family needs it, we take it. So we kind of pass it around. And at the time that I met Matt, it was actually in my wallet and I kept it hidden away, like, you know, in my way in my purse. And I actually put my purse like totally on the other table. 
So um, we sat down and of course, now I know like how annoying this is to you, but I was like, who do you see behind me? <laughs> and I wasn't expecting anything. And he was like, oh, he's like, you have your Grammy that passed. She's literally right here with you. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, he's like, where's her prayer beads? Like, where, what, don't you guys like have something that you all pass around and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God. And I have anxiety. So I started like seeing black. I, I had like, the cold sweats from like my head to my toes. That's I was like, Jana, 100%. oh God. Oh God. So she had to oh run God, out of the, the she had to run out of the restaurant. I did. I, I like went and I'm like, holy shit. Like he's so on point. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. But you ran and out. I did. I ran out. And, and I didn't think she was going to run back in. I no. was like, I was like an ostrich. I had my head in the sand. I didn't know what the hell to do. I was so, I was like, oh my God. Like I'm literally going to pass out in front of this, my date right now. But the, like, like, the good news is, is that see, I was, I used to uh, be the, I used to be the EMT. See. Oh yeah. So if she would have, if she would have, um, if she would have yeah. passed out, I would have revived, revived her. her. If she you died, would have talked to her. You oh, would have you know known. What? Yeah. Yeah. I said that all every day. Well, it's true. I would have. <laughs> no, I know. It's you know, cute. if you, it's a cute thing. It is a cute thing. It's, a, it's not a cute thing. It's the truth. Yeah. But if um, you passed out, I'd revive you. If you died, I would talk right. to you but because I, I'm a medium listen, and I can do that. I was shocked on that day three and a half years ago, and still to this day, you shock me every single day. You floor me. Oh, I cry over the readings. I get chills over the readings. His new book came out. I read the book. I'm like crying What's the at book the book. Called? When Heaven Calls. Life when Lessons from calls. America's Top Psychic Medium. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Everyone, Amazon it right now when Heaven Calls. Yeah, you can pre-order on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. When was mm -hmm. the and first um, experience that you had, like that you knew that you had this <clears throat> gift? So it's so crazy because my grandmother uh, was a medium who passed it on to my mom and then in turn passed it on to me. But you got to remember that back in the day, you know, nobody talked about this. My grandmother didn't do this professionally. My mom didn't do this professionally. It was something that was kept very close to home just for close friends and family members. Mm -hmm. And it was so secret that not even my uh, grandmother told my grandfather that she could do this. She didn't even tell her own husband. So, you know, it was kept very secret, you know, just for close friends and family. And then when I was growing up, I, too, was seeing and hearing the departed. It started with me seeing my grandmother that had passed, the psychic one. She passed when I was three. And when she first died, I was still seeing and experiencing her. I never realized that she actually died. Mm. But then after that, other souls came in trying to talk to me. And it was so crazy because... You know, growing up and seeing and hearing The Departed, it wasn't comforting to me. I was scared. I was literally like living that movie, The Sixth Sense. Like I remember like pulling the covers over my head, pulling, you know, the the um, pillows up to my ears. I, I didn't want to hear, see or experience them. And that so I, I spent most of my life running from this and I never wanted to be a psychic. I never wanted to be a medium. And that's what people don't understand is that, you know, I started my career as an EMT. I had a wonderful career working at the World Trade Center in Boston you know, I was going to be, um, I wanted to be a, a paramedic and then physician's mm -hmm. assistant. And then I went to see a medium for the first time and it changed my life because, you know, I wanted to, I, at that moment, I wanted to see what it was that I kept running away from and seeing a medium for the first time showed me it wasn't something that I had to be afraid of. It was something that I could help use and teach others that there's so much more to life than what's here in the physical world. Mm -hmm. So I started to be open about this. I started to, you know, read for close friends and family members like my grandmother did back in the day. And then I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, word traveled quickly about the one who could speak to the dead. And here I am with you now. Are you able to turn it off, though? No. Never. No. <laughs> you say that like it's a bad thing. You should be no, enjoying it. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. But I feel bad for you sometimes. Like, you know, I feel bad like, for myself because there's no customer service too. hours. <laughs> I, have, I have no customer service hours in heaven. Like, they just call up anytime. Yeah, they do. <laughs> All right. So let me hear one thing before we let you guys go. 
What's like your elevator pitch to get people to watch the show and what can they get what can they expect? An elevator pitch. Oh my oh, what's an elevator pitch? Basically elevator. eleven seconds. If you had eleven seconds to pitch somebody, your company, your brand, or your business or your show, what would you say? All right, so I'm a psychic medium. I have a pageant queen girlfriend, Alexa Papagiotis. We have two loud, crazy Italian families. We live in Cranston, Rhode Island with that three bangle cats. And uh, if you think the dead is scary, just meet my family. I love it. Sold. I'm great. Everybody watch. 10, 9 Central on E. Love you guys so much. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you all again. Check out Meet the Frasers every Monday on E. Own iconic luxury items at unreal value with The Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment from top designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, and hundreds more at up to 90% off retail. Shop and consign women's and men's luxury fashion and streetwear, as well as fine jewelry, watches, art, and home decor. Yeah, and new arrivals, they come in daily, and every item undergoes the real world's very meticulous... Brand-specific authentication process overseen by 100-plus experts, including luxury brand authenticators, gemologists, and horologists. Shop luxury the sustainable way at their newest location in Union Square, San Francisco. You can also go online, download the app, or visit one of the original stores in New York or West Hollywood in LA. Honestly, the realworld.com has been great for us. Um, I know Mike found a watch the other day on there. I, I found a few shoes. Yeah, I saw some emails for, over my birthday for my birthday presents Jan was going on there for. Uh, yeah, I'm all about the deal. So whether you shop in store, online, or the app, get 20% off select items with promo code REAL. That's the realworld.com promo code REAL for 20% off select items do you want to own iconic luxury items at unreal values yes <laughs> well then go to the real real the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment from top designers designers like louis vuitton gucci rolex cartier and hundreds more at up to 90 percent off of retail prices honestly the real has been great for us um i know mike found a watch the other day on there I, I found a few shoes yeah i saw some emails for, over my birthday for my birthday presents jan was going on there for uh, yeah i'm all about the deal so whether you shop in store online or the app get 20 percent off select items with promo code real that's the real real.com promo code real for 20 percent off select items i mean if there shows anything like the interview <laughs> it's gonna be entertaining she's so <laughs> sweet i really like her she's cute i didn't realize she was 21 definitely i saw in the, in the rundown that she was i was like oh, i did not see that she did not act no or present herself as a 21 nothing against 21 year olds but us being significantly older than that yeah it's it was very surprising agreed she yeah she just really holds herself yeah yeah that's that kind of shocked me so mike does this change your opinion at all <laughs> dude come on you at has to that one no one's brought that up no they have and that's something that nobody would know so i give them credit where credit's due you know something still felt fish like fishing when he's like yeah fishing for like the alcohol piece or you know partying but the the biggest things for me was was he a partier yeah he was oh then there you go but i'm saying that he made some bad decisions that day like i felt like he was trying to figure out if it or like he had a dui he never had a dui mm -hmm. as far as i knew mm -hmm. um but so some things seemed like fishing but mm -hmm. still there were enough things where that really interests me, especially when it came down to 
you know, he wasn't sure if he should be driving or not driving. The fact that he was the passenger. Mm. So there are some things that definitely. Uh, like, how would he know that? That's such a random. It, it It's not like a grandma or grandpa pa- passing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that was a friend of yours that died in a car accident. That's to this day. Mm-hmm. You've talked to me about it. No one else. Well, you know that yeah. in, at least on the podcast that it's affected you and you yeah. still think of him. You can't even listen to a song. That's true. There's a song I still cannot listen to to this day because that was like our jam. But he knows that you're thinking of him. Like, that's so sweet. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is pretty cool. I will say that. Wait, I, you did talk about this on the podcast once. I talked about Everlast, right? Yeah. Yes. I talked about the song. So, yeah, I have talked about. Yeah, he has. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. I have talked about him. See? So. Wow. Maybe he did his research. Oh, come See, on. See, now I'm even oh, more skeptical. Oh, no, Mark. Come on. You just blew it. You blew the Look, cover. I always feel like there's a logical explanation for these things, although Easton had a very, very odd situation with the Long Island medium, where yeah. she knew something that I had no idea about Easton, and nobody else knew about Easton. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Yeah, it, you know, um, we had Teresa Caputo of the Long Island medium on with uh, Ryan Seacrest one morning, oh. and um, I was, like, filling in as an engineer uh, you know at this other studio and uh so there's no way of her knowing that i was going to be there sure but she um she was like oh someone in this room had a like lost a friend to a drowning accident Mm -hmm. and and i i had lost one of my close friends like a year earlier um and it i I was i'm totally a skeptic and so by the time i came out of that because she got a couple things wrong but mostly it was pretty accurate uh, I was like, okay, she either it's either the real deal or she has the best researchers on the face of the planet, and that's impressive too, you know? Because like, yeah, either way, you know it's impressive. Me, you know, like yeah. like either they have like CIA levels of like researchers, and and their talents are being grossly misused. Uh, you know, or <laughs> grossly misused. I'm gonna go with that it's real, and that because I I don't want to believe that someone's that Connie. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. to, to like mm-hmm. to, to do that. Um, especially when people can really get some healing and some validation mm-hmm. and some yeah. love from it. Now, you know, obviously they're going to say, like you said, they're going to say a few things wrong, but I think it's the, um, the fact that he did get that so right too. Sure. There may be pieces that may be wrong or yeah, that I, she, you know, she was wrong. And maybe that's, there. that's the expectation I have because I'm such a skeptic. It's like, I need you to tell me. <laughs> Their name. If they're talking to you, they can tell you <laughs> their name, exactly where they were, how it happened. Like that's where that's where my skeptical brain goes. That's but a good point. But they're just a spirit, exactly. though. All right. Well, they're still talking to them. That is a good point, actually. Shoot. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that, that actually is a really good point. Right. If they could say car accident, right? They could say all that stuff. They could say their name. Right. Maybe when they say that they're talking to them, it's more of like images and and a feeling. Subjective. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, well, I right. I enjoyed their interview. I enjoyed their company. Yeah, they're fun. They're, I'll, I'll watch it. Absolutely. They remind me of um, like he reminds me of Todd Chrisley. Very just like out there and fun, unfiltered, and like funny, very character. unfiltered. Yeah, yeah, like a character. So I, I have love a watching. word with my grandfather. If any medium ever can tell me the word that I have with my grandfather, then I'll buy it. Blueberry pancakes. <laughs> it's not the word. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, wait. Next time we have someone on, we have to ask them. That would have been so good, Mark. Yes. Well, but that's the thing is, I don't even like 
I don't even like queuing them up for that. I feel like if it's legit, they'll just have it and they'll have the word. Yeah, but you're, I mean, if you can just say that, there's no way they're going to be able to guess the word. Yeah, how many That's words true. are in the dictionary? That's true. That's true. But that'd be kind of crazy. If I'm going to start guessing. I know. <laughs> We're just going to start sending like. Depending on how many I'm, years we have on this podcast in the every future, day. every day is a new word. Artvark. This was our thing. <laughs> Me and my grandpa. This was our thing. Aww. And there's no, no, I, and, and, and I know he would say it because he almost, when he was laying on his deathbed and like in convulsions, oh. he kind of referenced this word. So I know it's Stop. the first word he would say if you were speaking to me. Oh, my heart. When did you lose him? Uh, I was about 20. Mm. Mm. And he was my only grandpa that I was really close with. I had a hard time with that one. Yeah. Is it a single word? Oh my gosh. It's a single <laughs> word. It is one word. Love. <laughs> Soul, <laughs> heart. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet, though. Those are the words that a, a woman would think of. Yeah, what would you think of? Lego. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. My ego. <laughs> what would you think of? Something not what you're saying, probably. Um, Mark, do we have any emails? Shalene needs some help. So these Shaleen are actually kind of serious, which help. makes sense after last week's episode that the emails are kind of serious this week. She says, I've been with my husband for over three years now. He's a recovering drug addict. I found out about his addiction when I was newly pregnant with our son about two years ago. He's relapsed a few times, and every time is completely apologetic and remorseful. Every time I say I'm done, that I'll not put up with his addiction around our son, and he doesn't think that he needs rehab, and that it's something he will stop because he wants our family together. So we've agreed for me to do random drug tests when I'm feeling insecure about his sobriety. He's been clean for almost six months now, but I don't want to continue to live in constant fear. Every time I ask him to take a drug test and it comes back clean, I feel horrible for not trusting him. I live every day with constant anxiety of finding out he's been using. Listening to your podcasts every week and hearing how both of you are working through it gives me the faith that we too can be happy and work this out. I love your podcast and love to hear how much love you have for each other. Such an inspiration. Gina just gives me a little snap in. Okay, you're up. <laughs> Um, first of all, Shalene, thank you for sharing. Um, you know, our, our hearts and empathy go out towards you and your family, and what you're dealing with. What I would have to say, I can understand, Jana can speak more on this, but I can understand how you, how you would feel or how she would feel like horrible after the drug test comes back clean and she feels bad for not trusting him. Having said that, if he's willing to do that, you know, Jana again will speak on this. That's a tangible thing where if he's not grunting and groaning, it's like, oh, you got it. You know, I feel like a kid. I feel like I'm being controlled. All the things that I would say in the past about you know what Jana needed is if he's willing to do that, then use it and and try to maybe. Talk about it with them. Tell them your fears around it, but maybe find a way just to to do some therapy work around it, to discuss it with him. Just a way to look at it differently than you know living with that fear and anxiety. But again, I can empathize with every time you're waiting to get that that test back, you're probably terrified, absolutely terrified, praying that it's not going to be positive. So I think. Again, if he has a positive attitude about it, I think that's great because that's something tangible that he can give you, which is something that is difficult for me to give Jana. Honey? What were you going to say, Mark? 
I was just going to say, I, I think that's true. I think that he probably, I mean, I don't know him at all, and who knows? It's just my guess, but maybe he likes it this way. Maybe he likes being able to give you tangible proof every couple of weeks that he is staying the course. Maybe you shouldn't feel guilty because he actually appreciates the opportunity to prove to you that he's doing right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, and he says that he's totally fine with it. it. It doesn't. She doesn't say anything about his reaction around it. I hope his reaction is. I'm I'm assuming because she says she feels horrible for not trusting him when it comes mm-hmm. back clean. I'm assuming that his attitude towards it is probably pretty decent. So that's the biggest thing. Yes, we're assuming his attitude is positive because she doesn't allude to it not being that way. So I'm hoping that's the case. And if that's the case, that's why I'm saying use it as a tool. Mm-hmm. If it's not the case, then that's something else to discuss because I can understand even more so why she'd have so much fear and anxiety if he's given her shit about it. Mm-hmm. It's just so tricky. And even when you had said that one thing, like you wish you had tangibility, I think that sometimes we're... Even I can get sometimes a little envious of, because that would be something that she can hold on to, at least knowing that he's not. And there's no, I can't, I can't drug test you or I mean, right, I can lie detector test you, but that's not even accurate. Because it's not as black and white as yeah. drugs and alcohol. So it's, it's, there's too much it's gray area. Is, yeah. And with a drug test, it's, you know, here's the thing though, at the end of the day, and this is where I can have empathy for her. It's, we don't want to have to do that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to have to do some of the boundaries that we do because it's ex- it's exhausting for us to have to sit there. And it's like, we just want to trust you. Like, why, yeah. why do we have to do this? Because why can't you just be honest or, or stay in your program? And so I think it, at least... From my experience, it's just it just gets so frustrating because you're like, we don't want to have to do it. And I love that you guys are willing to, you know, let us do these things. But it just gets so exhausting. And that that disgusting anxiety that comes up when she waits for it or when we check balances the stuff on our boundary list. It's just it's that waiting for the next shoe to drop and that, you know, that's just like such an ugly, yucky place to live in. But at the same time, you need it for safety. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't, I wish I had the right answer, you know, for, for even her too. Cause I, I don't, I don't know what I've maybe the balance of doing it. Like not, obviously not every week or not every day, like maybe just do it where it's not, I don't even, that's the thing I don't even know because no matter what, you're still going to have the anxiety, but hopefully over time when he starts proving to you that he's being honest and that he's staying in recovery, that that anxiety won't be there because you'll be expecting it to be negative because of how great he's acting and how much he's been able to to change and grow and live in recovery. Yeah. So I think hopefully just just think about it where it's like, okay, in a year from now, I'm probably not going to be this heightened because he's going to, it's have, will have shown negative this entire time. And I can, I can really start to trust him and build, put the building blocks on there and put some stuff in the relationship bank. Yeah. That's my thoughts. This one is, uh, it's titled Mike's Confidence, but it's really more for Jan. It's from Andrea. She says about last week, I needed this episode. When I heard Mike say, you can't truly love someone until you love yourself, it struck a chord with me. Mm-hmm. My husband and I have been going through drug addiction issues that include ongoing lying, justifications, etc. We got to the happiest place in our marriage ever, and then two weeks later, he relapsed. My question is, 
Gianna, how does it make you feel to see Mike love himself and be proud of himself? It sounds terrible, but I have moments where I'm mad that my husband has so much confidence in himself and pride because I'm just not there yet. I don't feel that way yet because of hurts, because of the relapse, because of the doubt. How do you handle Mike talking about all the good he's being and well he's doing at all these things? I don't want to keep my husband down. I want to be his cheerleader, but how can I truly do that with so many reservations? I love you guys. Thank you for being so vulnerable. It helps more than I can put into words. Was she in my therapy session of like a month ago? <laughs> what a great, <laughs> because, great just topic. And yeah, question. no, it's such a great topic because... I remember, you know, when everything kind of happened with our the boundary slips uh, a month or so ago, you know, you're like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get healthy. And I'm, and I'm like, wow, cool. Like you're doing all these steps to be healthy. And I'm just kind of sitting here still angry and still. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just uh, we want to be happy for you. But at the same time, I'm like, you just crapped all over my side of the street. And now I got to pick up your crap on my side of the street and I got to pick up my stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's just like we just got we get dumped on twice. And we've got extra crap to clear out. And, you know, I remember talking to my therapist, Amy, being like, I want to be happy for him. But I'm like, I'm also looking at him being like, oh, you're so healed. And just being real, just nasty because I was hurt. And I was like, how do you get to be happy when you keep hurting me? And people, you know, we talked about comments earlier. And I'm like, yeah, you know why I've been disrespectful? Because you've given me no reason to trust you. You keep breaking it. How can I like, you know, and so it's like I go in that tailspin, but I'm like, but you get to be cool and healthy. And that's when my therapist finally sat me down and she's like, you have to stop focusing on him and his recovery and what he has to do for himself. Like in what y'all's relationship, she's like, this is a, this is your therapy session. We need to talk about you and how you are going to get healthy and what you need to be, do to be healthier and better and happier and lighter and more free but it is hard to sometimes see especially when you guys kind of puff out your chest and you're like i'm this great new shining ver like shiny version and i'm like oh buddy <laughs> like all right but- we've seen that version 20 times and try to like come out of different shells you know where it just becomes we get we get um sick of seeing the, the new shiny version that you keep saying is going to be there and then it's never there so then we don't respect that version mm-hmm and then we start to become bitter. And it just becomes that cycle. But that's where it's like my therapist, too, is like over time, just continue to watch and see if they can consistently stay that person. But then also ask them to help you like lean in. You know, what is something that they learn that you can help them lean into their recovery and, and, and your recovery as well? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, for sure. I have... Um, few things first of all i can totally understand like how that would be frustrating infuriating at times um and painful to see that i think for our particular situation the difference and you can attest this or not the way i feel about it now is i think i've actually talked less about the changes I'm making than I have in the past. True. Where in the past I like, which is maybe why I believe it more. Cause I'm seeing it as opposed to you saying what I'm, what you're doing. Yeah. You're not I'm, telling me what you're doing. You're doing it. Right. I'm not. Yeah. And anytime I, I, I reference something like, you know, I've been talking about that book. I'm reading a lot just because mention the book. Cause I know you've really liked that a lot. I will. I'll get okay. to that. Okay. Sorry. Um, 
but it's it's not out of it's out of something that we're talking about, right? To like give an example. So I really feel like that's been a big difference for, for both of us right now is I feel myself just doing things and not looking to you to validate you to or... validate it or to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking to you to be like, oh, wow, you really have been waking up at six, six in the morning every day doing your work. You really have been going to more, you know. And you're doing it for you, not for me. Not right. for me it, to like pat you on the back. Exactly. And say, oh, good job for waking I, that, up and doing That's what, what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I haven't even needed that because I'm actually not doing it for you, mm-hmm. which is a first for me. And so I get why in the past, a lot of times you would, when you're in a bad place and I'll be t- saying things. <laughs> well, it'd be the 30th, me, it'd be the 30th me, book that you would have ordered from Amazon that you don't actually open up. So I'm like, <laughs> what is that book going to do? What about the 29 books that you said it's you were It's like the stack read? of books on my nightstand. Be like, honey, see all these books that I bought? <laughs> like, open them. <laughs> but haven't read? Um, anyways... <laughs> But now, but yeah, my point is again now it's it's different than before because I think both of us can acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, part of the thing too is it might come across as us talking about it more because you or Andrea might be asking questions of for your safety of what are you doing different? What do you you know what I mean? Where especially early on, not now you're not doing that, but for the first month it was you're trying to grab onto something, you're trying to get something tangible. So you're asking a lot of questions. We're having a lot more discussions and talks about what it's going to look like. Well, yeah, cause that's, and that's something where I think men, women, we get in that struggle where if you've been hurt countless times, it's like, what do you have to hold on to mm-hmm. when you've taken, I won't do this again. I won't do this or this. And it's like, what, okay. You're just like frantically searching for what to hold on to, to see if you're actually going to do it or not. And that this just, it's just time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it ultimately it is. There's nothing you can say. Mm-hmm. I, but it, that's what we're thinking. We, we want you to say you, something, I know, but you, there's literally you, nothing it, you can and say. And it's hard because you keep asking. I know. And we're saying the same thing over and over again. You're asking the same thing over and over again. Like, we're going to give you a different response. Waiting to hear that magical word. But we want that so badly I know to, you to do. like give us hope. It's a crazy when cycle. When our hope has just been. Speaking of crazy cycle. So, yeah. Jana mentioned this book that i'm <laughs> reading crazy jana <laughs> no, no cra- this crazy cycle <laughs> there's this book i'm reading right now called love and respect by this author emerson egerich's i think is how you say his last name mm-hmm. it's again i'm not a big reader i'm becoming one because i'm doing it more the first 10 pages of this book i was just like already shaking my head giving some of those like church like mm! Like, you know, some of those like hand in the air, like that's how I felt because it was just like telling our story of just like our interaction between husband and wife. And he talks about this crazy cycle that, that relationships that marriages get on and everything. The ultimate underlying point of the book is love and respect. It's when it comes down to it, what he, what he's preaching is that women ultimately just want to feel loved. At the end of the day, that is their most important thing. That is what they need. They need that attention. They need love. They need to feel chosen. They need that stuff. And for men, our biggest thing across the board, more so than not, is actually we have the need to feel respected. And I never really thought about it before, but I was like, holy shit, like I, that is it. You know, and he has some polls in there. He referenced the Bible a lot. 
And it's just fascinating. I think one of them, he, he asked a group of, I don't know, a thousand men or something. Would you rather be in a marriage that your wife loves you and doesn't respect you or that respects you and doesn't love you? And it's like 81% of men said they'd rather be in a loveless marriage as long as their wife respected them. And that means more to men in this guy's theory than love does. And there's obviously outsiders who will disagree and it doesn't impact them as much as love. But again, that's what he preaches. And it's about unconditionally respecting your husband and unconditionally loving your wife. And he uses the analogy of kind of like what came first, the chicken or the egg? So the wife wants to be like, well, I'll love you if you or I'll respect you if you, you know, freaking love me. And the husband's like, well, I'll love you if you respect me. <laughs> and that's what he calls the crazy cycle because you're just waiting for the other person to do it. And so it's unconditionally thinking in this moment, how can I love my wife in this moment? How can I respect my husband? It's an unbelievable book. I highly recommend it. Even for all you non-readers like me out there, go get it. I love it. Mark Easton, do you guys agree with that? The love and respect thing is interesting. It's gotten me thinking here. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know that respect is that important to me. Or maybe I am respected and I don't, so I don't crave it. I don't know. I'm very, I'm very baffled by this one. Mm-hmm. I've, I know my wife loves me. Does my wife respect me? And do I care? I don't know how to answer but that. What, what you just said, Mark, I love because he kind of references, references that. And he says, men, that is what we say. We let, if they ask, if someone asks us, does your wife love you? We're like, yeah, of course she does. And then they, he'll also ask, but does your wife respect you? And to your exact point, you're like, I don't know if she necessarily does. And to your personal opinion, do you really care? To women, he asks the same question. You know, does your husband respect you? Yeah, of course he respects me. But does your husband love you? I No, I don't really think he loves me. And so, mm. so you even saying that was kind of sparks my, my, this guy's kind of belief behind it is because we just feel, yeah, of course our wife loves us. They're married to us. We, that's enough for us. Again, I'm speaking in general terms, not everyone, but from yeah. his theory, that's enough for men to f- have enough love. This woman is willing to spend the rest of her life with me. I, that's love. But women. So it's almost men and women have different definitions of love if you really drill down. Essentially. Yeah. And he just separates them between love and respect. I do find myself seeking, like, um, showing off a little bit for my wife, mm-hmm. trying to get, like, a, hey, uh, I got a, got a bonus at work, you know, and that sort of thing. <laughs> like, people trying to like, like me. <laughs> make her all proud of me or something. And I'm not sure what that is, if that ties into that somehow. I think it does. You're yearning for that. It's that, that's why like words of affirmation is mm-hmm. like my top love language, language because I feel respected when Jana validates me on something mm-hmm. or says, hey, I'm really proud of you for doing this. That means more to me than her saying, I love you. If she says I'm proud of you or I respect you, I'm like, hold, whoa, hold the phone. Let's go. Like, come here, baby. I love, you know, that honestly, it makes me, it causes me to want to lean in even more. Yeah. And give her more love. Just like me giving her more love probably encourages her to respect me more. So it's just, again, this book is fascinating. I think it's extremely powerful in my opinion. I like it. Yeah. 
All right. We'll stay tuned for next week, guys. Looking our best means taking time for renewal, including skin renewal. But anti-aging retinol can be harsh and irritating. Well, Burt's Bees, my faves, have found nature's gentle yet powerful retinol alternative, Bacuchiol, and has made it the key ingredient in their Burt's Bees Renewal Skincare line, which includes a firming moisturizing cream, refining cleanser, and more, all formulated without parabens, phthalates, SLS, and petrolatum. Go to burtsbees.com slash renewal and take time for renewal today. There's nothing you wouldn't do for your child. From watching their soccer game in the pouring rain to soothing a crying baby at 4 a.m. You love your kids, so love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Car seats reduce fatal injury by 54 to 71% for toddlers and infants. Car crashes are a leading cause of death for children under 13, but when used correctly, safety restraints can dramatically reduce the risk of fatality or injury. It's critical that every trip, every time children are in the right seat for their age and size, and that children under 13 years of age are always buckled up in the back seat. Visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat to learn more. This message is brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.